Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. Thank you for the spirit of worship that's in this room. We thank you for the men and women who give themselves to that. And I, I, I'm, I'm thankful to God that I have the privilege to be a part of a worshiping church. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't watch people worship. We worship together. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, several things I need, to, I need to download to you. The, the backdrop of what we're going to be talking about or where our instruction will come, come from is Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 55. Um, if you have not done so already, I want you to take time, whether in your phone, in your journal, wherever you capture information, and I want you to write down what you plan to accomplish in the next two years, in the next five years, and in the next ten years. So I want you to consider where you will be or what you will have accomplished by 2022. And I want you to go further and write down, inscribe what you will believe to have accomplished by 2025. And then I want you to write again, considering what you will have accomplished by 2020. Is anybody going to commit to doing that? Okay, praise the Lord. It is imperative that you do so because God is not required to bless anything you don't scribe. So let it be written. So let it be done. You're writing this because it is imperative that you have a witness. Sometimes we can't always remember what we say. But we can go to what we wrote down. And we can call ourselves to be a witness of where we are. And where we are believing God to take us. So take some time to write, write, those, write those three things down. Where I want to be in two years. What will I have accomplished in two years? What will I have accomplished in five years? What will I have accomplished in ten years? Uh, it is imperative that you do so because even I'm seeing in my life there are things that, that we had scribed down to have accomplished by 2020. And by the grace of God, it's manifesting. It's manifesting. And I mean, we were doing that in 2008. Or the majority of you had, had arrived here. Uh, we were writing down these things. And I believe God that he's faithful. I believe God he's faithful. So here, here, is, here, is the, here are the prophetic utterance that I believe God has for us as we cross over into this, into this new sphere of life. I'm going to read it in sections and just describe what the Spirit is saying in these passages. And even, thank you Lord. Even, even as, as this is here, this, this may, this, some of you may celebrate this word and some of you may be terrified by it, but it's okay. We're going to get there together. Uh, here, here's what I heard, prophet, and I, if you attest to this, I, I believe we're in the right place. I hear the Lord saying that ready or not, it's happening now. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been believing God for, it's happening. This is not a year of preparation. This is a year of production. Yeah. 
This is a year where you're literally going to see it. Now, here's, here's the good and the bad news. The good news is if you're prepared, fare thee well. If you're prepared, congratulations. If you're not, oh well. You will literally have to navigate this new space that God has brought you into. And I'm not saying that it's doomed for you. It's not doomed for you. But you need to begin to, especially, especially if God is beginning to bring things into our space that, that we have declared, that, that has been prophesied over us, that, that we are in need of seeing at this space in our life. If you're not prepared for it, uh, I, I don't want it to overtake you. So you have to, you have to guard your emotions in this space. You have to be very careful that you don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed. The scripture says that the, if, if we obey the, the word of the Lord, if we do what God has called us to do, that the blessing of the Lord will literally hunt us down and they will overtake us. Now, the challenge of that text is this. If I'm prepared for the blessing, I can deal with the overtaking. But if I'm not prepared for the blessing, the blessing can literally become a burden. But we're going to, thank you God, we're going to get to this and, and yeah. So verse, let's look at verses 1 through. Hmm. Yeah, let's look at verses 1 through 5. He says, come everyone who thirsts, come to the water. He who has no money, come and buy and eat, come Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which that does not satisfy? We got to stop right there. Stop at verse 2. My wife and I were talking and we were, we were discussing last night in the car on the way home uh, what, what, uh, what God was saying and what he's breathing to both of us. And I want to say this now. Um, and it, it, it may be by the providence of God that those of you who are in the room are in the room. But I'm going to need you to hear this. And I'm, I promise you, and we have prophetic tr tracking for this. I, I, what I'm giving you is not a prosperity gospel. But I, I genuinely believe that resources will not be an issue for the people in this room. But the, but, but, but the thing that I need you to wrestle with is, because watch this, some of you have already received it. And you're not satisfied. Notice the question that he says. He says, listen. He says, I need you to come. I need you to come. Watch this. He says, I want you to come and I want you to buy, but I don't want you to buy with money. I got to prophesy this right now. I need you all to know, you kingdom people in here, you are not a part of this world economy. Yes, sir. All, listen, listen. Yes, man, okay, we're going to go top level for just for a minute. I, I'm, I need you to hear this. Just like the market took a volatile hit in 2016, it's about to do the same thing in 2020. <laughs> you pray and ask the Lord who's going to be the next president. But I'm going to tell you that you and your money are not tethered to who's in the White House. You and your resources, listen to me, you and your resources are in a heavenly kingdom. Notice what he says. He says, come and buy. Come and buy tangible things. Things that you need, come and buy them, but I want you to buy them and don't use money. I, I, got, to, man, I got to tell you this. God's, 
God is literally, literally getting to walk some of you into a season where it won't matter what you have in the bank. My God. What will matter? My God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to geek nobody up, but it's not even going to be, matter because, because he knows that you, are, that you are so committed to him and he knows that it's going to be for his name's sake that he gets the job done. He's not going to worry about what your score is. He's not going to worry about how much money you have. All he needs is your yes and your yes will literally be your down payment. Your yes will be your collateral. Your yes will be your capital. Your I, I, listen, he said, but, but I got to get to this question that he asks us in verse 2 because Isaiah says, listen, I need y'all to know y'all getting ready to walk into a season where you're in a whole different economy. Where, 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 where your, your finances and, and, and the, 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 the matters of your business will not be segregated to what's on the market. You will literally have a level of confidence that will be based, listen to me, that will be based on the sovereign. Not on the system. But here's, here's the caveat. Here's the question for you, those of you who are rising up and becoming captains of ministry. Those of you who are beginning to walk into greater spaces. Notice what he says. He says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which that does not satisfy? Catch me. Because I, I believe this is going to be the wrestle that many of us have in 2020. Because it's not going to be that we don't have it. It's going to be that I have it, but I'm not satisfied. And I hear the Lord saying, challenge my people that they do not waste their time or their resources in this new year, in this new season, in this new decade on things that will not ultimately satisfy their soul. Because some of the things you've been asking God for go beyond the tangible. And some of us, we back off of asking him for the intangible because we are enticed by the tangible. Yeah. Yeah. And we get into it and we, and we wear the dress and we wear the suit and we go through the ceremony and we do all of that and we drive the car and we have the house and we have the business and we have all of these things. We have the promotions and all of that and we're still unsatisfied. I never forget this. My father, my father-in-law, I call him my dad. My dad, I don't have in-laws. They, they just mine. I told Karen, if we ever get a divorce, I get your family in the divorce. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I told her. We're not going to get a divorce, but if it happened, I get the Nelsons. <laughs> that's how it is. My dad said to me, he said, son, don't try to satisfy your wife. I'm saying in his garage before. In 2005, he said, don't ever try to satisfy her because she'll never be able to be satisfied by you. He said, you can please her. Do your best to please her, but don't try to satisfy her because only God. Do not allow yourself to get caught up by the things that you can hold in your hand. Do not enslave the people in your life to your satisfaction. They cannot satisfy you. They will not say, I don't care how many racks you can put on the table. I don't care what's on your feet. I don't care what you drive. I don't care where you live. I don't care what your code is. You will not be satisfied by these tangible things. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. He's not talking about tangible food. He's talking about spiritual food. So this is the season. I don't want to hear one person come and tell me I'm not being fed. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I ain't got to preach to you another sermon. 
We got enough in the archive. Don't, don't talk to me. We, we, we got enough from 2017 to 18. Come on, 2015 to 13. Go back. And, but beyond that, God is opening up prophetic insight in your house. Every one of you, if you be honest, you hear stuff different than you did in the previous season of your life. You be waking up at different times and you're like, mm, what is this? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Now, here is the problem. Many of us, as God is giving us this revelation, we, we look at it in awe, but we don't eat it. This revelation, this word that God is giving you, the stuff that he's planting in your spirit is not just for you to say, hmm. It's for you to digest it and then to live life in response to it. He says, you got to eat this rich food. He said, I, I need you to delight to me, listen to me, uh, listen diligently to me, excuse me, and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. So I don't care how, how many levels of access you receive in this new era of your life. Do not get jaded by the access. Do you hear what I just said to you? Do not get jaded by the access. Don't get jaded by how many people are following you. Don't many people, how many people are calling your name about what you wear and what you drive. Do not get jaded by that. Here it is, verse 3. Incline your ear and come to me. Here, listen, that your soul may live. I got to stop right here at the semicolon. <clears throat> because some of you in this past, in this present and past season of your life, you, you have felt as if your soul was dead. You have pastors saying, I feel far from God. You have people singing and leading and going through the motions, but there is no spiritual nourishment. Listen to me. He says, incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. This is the season, this is the time, this is the space to where you are at a place that you govern what comes into your ear gate. If God's word is not preeminent in your ear, and I'm not just talking about from somebody preaching, and I'm talking about from you reading it and from you listening to the spirit. If that's not preeminent, you will live dead. Can I, can I press in here? Because you all have been a part of a spiritual community that requires more of your soul than any other past generation of your life. Yes, sir. Right. And now the okie doke stuff don't appease your soul anymore. Yeah. Right. You won't even listen to quiet. There used to be, there used to be come on, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. This is the last Sunday, 52 weeks. Let's do it. Okay, so there used to be a song that that old church would sing, and I ain't, no, I ain't no shame to the old church. I love the old church. I love my old church. There used to be a song that they would sing, and you would get excited in the Holy Ghost. And now it don't have the same power. Not that the song doesn't resonate anymore. Your spirit is at a different level of maturity. And so in order for you to stay alive at this level, you're going to need to incline your ear to God. You're going to need to come close to him. Are we together? Mm -hmm. He says, I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. Now, what we need to understand here, he's not just talking about King David in the Old Testament. 
he's literally talking about Jesus Christ. He says, I need you to understand that as you incline to me, I am going to fulfill the very promise that I brought through David. I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to allow that sure love, even the love that I had for David, even, watch this, the love that I had, that I brought through David in Jesus Christ for the earth, I'm going to give that to you for, for a sign of the covenant that we have together. Now, I know that that may not make, make many people shout, but here's what I need you to understand. The thing that you should be excited about is the fact that God is saying that I'm going to give you my love. Here it is. Not just on the basis of you accepting Christ. I'm going to give you my love. Watch this. As it were, you had a birthright to it. I'm going to give you my love like you are one of my chosen people from the beginning. There, there, there is a Davidic covenant that you have been made privy to simply because of your relationship with Jesus. The, the, all of the promises of God that were, that were made available through that covenant is now made available to you. I, I, I'm, okay, verse 4. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of peoples. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Oh, to be what did we say years ago? That the Lord would make many of you in this room commanders, captains, leaders of industry. God says, literally, because I want to begin to spread my covenant in the earth, some of you in your spheres of influence, I'm getting ready to give you advancement. Not just so that you can say, look at the promotion that I have, but so that the covenant of God, the love of God can be spreaded in that place. Do not think for a moment that you got that promotion just so that you can say, look what I got. You better remember that when you get to that office, when you get to that space, when you get to that elevated place, that you give God all the glory. You better find the ark and bring it to your office. And and what I mean, proverbially speaking, I mean that when you get into that space, I don't care how secular or how demonic it may be. You better find the presence of the Lord and you better bring it into that place. And even if people don't know how to respond to it, they better know that something is different about you. Something is different about your demeanor. Something different about your posture. Something different about your office. Something is different about your leadership. Verse 5, he goes on to say, Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is not the season for you to be overly connected listen to me are inappropriately connected to the folk that are in your bloodline and the folk that look like you Man, I, I can't I, all I got is the scripture he says listen I'm getting ready to, to align you with nations 
that don't look like you, that you don't know and they don't know you. Please, please hear what I'm getting ready to say to you. I believe some of us, the next destiny step is not going to be with people that look like you. You can, you, we can close, listen, we're not going to be in this building much longer anyway. Don't even worry, don't even worry, about, the, don't even worry about the people that are, that are, that are sitting in, in, in your immediate proximity. I need you to begin to think of the implications of where you live. Think, think of the implications of the people that you go to school with. Think of it in implications of, of the people that you work with. God is going to begin to, man, he's going to awaken nations to engage with you, to run to you. And you cannot allow yourself to get lifted up in pride and think that, oh, this is about me. No, every opening, every opening that the Holy Spirit allows you to experience is that he will be. Even when, he, when the scripture says, when he says, I will glorify you, he's not saying, watch this, that, that, that I'm going to make you the object of glory. What he's literally saying is that I'm going to make you a magnifying glass so that when people look at you, my glory will be magnified in you. Amen. Consider your life and consider how the glory of God can be magnified in you. Some of us are getting ready to walk into new spaces that we had determined we would not walk into. I, I didn't preach this. I did not preach this because it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was just, you know, when you, you study the scripture long enough, all kind of sermons start coming up. And, and the sermon that I thought I was going to preach today, but the Holy Spirit told me no, was the Jonah generation. I'm not going to preach it, Ken. But if I was going to preach it, I would challenge every one of you not to run away from the thing that God is calling you to minister to. If I was going to preach the Jonah generation, I would challenge you to fix your attitude about the people God called you to. Because they may be the very people that's going to bring you to the place that God intended for you to be before you were born. And so I just rebuke that Jonah generation in the name of Jesus. I mean, I go, again, I'm not preaching that. <laughs> Verse 6. Seek the Lord, this is, this is heavy prophet, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Six, don't miss this. God is literally saying, there is going to be a window of access that I give in this season. <laughs> we... We are, we are, we, we're, okay. I'm thankful to pastor this church. Where we come in and it's like, man, every time we gather together, we feel the presence of the Lord, whether it's a few of us or it's a bunch of us. Listen to me. Listen to me. Because of the wickedness in the earth, you can keep reading in Isaiah's prophetic writings. He says, listen, arise and shine for my light has come. And he says, now my light is going to shine upon you. But then he says, darkness and utter darkness is going to fall upon the face of the people. Listen to me. There will be chasms of access and seasons and spaces of access for the Lord where you will have to run into his presence and get download for, for your mission. Don't miss this. 
these sacred gatherings that we have together, do not forsake this. I'm not telling you to rearrange your whole life, and maybe I am. But you're going to have to begin to prioritize the time of seeking. Notice what he says. I didn't write this. This is what God says. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. The presupposition of that statement is, is that there's going to come a time where I will not be found of my people. What? Not to say that, now watch this, not to say that I'm not omnipresent, but I'm not accessible. Here it is, because there was going to come a time where God has to allow himself not to be accessible, watch this, so that our divine ministry will be manifested. Oh, oh, oh I need to take you on account for her. Eli, Eli, Laba Sapathani, what are you saying? My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? God had to shroud himself from Jesus, watch this, he had to literally compartmentalize himself from himself so his earth self could reveal his divine self. And some of you are getting ready to get into a season where you're not going to hear nothing. And God says, because everything that I put in you from the time you were born to this season, this is the season for you to manifest. So I'm not going to give you another word till I see the word I already put in you stand before me. Seek the Lord while he may be found. You're not, listen, you're not going to find me everywhere. So while you're with me, you better seek me. You got a question? Ask. I'm here. Talk to me. Talk to me, because watch this. Here it is. God is in Kairos. You're in Kronos. And so while you have to trudge through Kronos, God, watch this. He's sitting in Kairos. He's sitting in eternity waiting for you to manifest. What does the scripture say? That the earth groans and waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. And some of you, I got to talk. Some of you will never be able to manifest your maturity while you're in places where people still baby you. My God. And God is saying that I'm getting ready to get you to a place where I'm as the sovereign God. I'm not even going to baby you. I'm going to do you just like I did Jesus. Die on the cross son. That's what I sent you there for. My pastor. My pastor. One, 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 of, my, one of my apostolic elders. Pastor David Cobb. He, David Francis Cobb. He said he, he, he called his, his apostolic elder, the, the, the leader of, of this, this 20,000 church an apostolic network and, and he called him Dr. Earl Woodruff. He said doctor he said, he said doc uh, you know they're, they're, they're leaving by the droves and, and, and people, people are, 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 are they're pulling out their support. They're not giving to the church like they used to. He says ha ha my son suffer well. You got to understand that this is, listen, and I don't know how long this, this, this chasm of time is, but you better make sure that you capitalize on this because when you get, listen, Jesus felt the father with him every moment of his life, but at the pinnacle, at the height of his ministry, he felt alone. Why? He felt alone because God wanted to make sure that everything that he put in him was able to come out of him. So the father couldn't do it. The son had to do it. And can I talk to somebody in here? Your daddy can't do this one for you. Your mama can't do this one for you. Your pastor can't do it. You got to do it. So seek me while I can be found. Call upon me while I'm near. Keep pushing. 
Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to God for he will be, he will abundantly pardon. Here it is. Everybody that you have ought with because of their lifestyle and everything that they've done, release it. Release it. And here's the only word you got for them. Return to the Lord. I'm not, I'm not about to tell you. You, you know what you did and you got to, and we got to do all. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Here's, the, here's, here's what I heard God say. Return to the Lord. Here it is. Because so, some people, some people have put themselves in a life sentence. Notice what the scripture says. And some of you may need to take this and give this to them. Listen, this, this turning of a, this turning of a decade, here it is. He says, let the wicked forsake their ways. Now, you can't, you can't stay in it and keep being that way. But he says, let the wicked forsake his ways. Let the unrighteous man uh, and the unrighteous man, his thoughts. So he talks about our deeds, our actions, and our emotions, and our thoughts. And let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And watch this. And our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God says, and this is why we got to get our life. God says, if they come back, I'm going to pardon them. But it got to be, you got to get over yourself and forgive them. Because you'll be the one in error. They will be walking around with a pardon and you still have unforgiveness in your heart. If they come back. If they, if, they, if they forsake their ways, if they forsake their thoughts, they are going to walk in compassion and pardon. One of, one of the first Bible studies we're going to have in 2020 is compassion school. Because we hard. We real hard people. <laughs> but we, we need to learn compassion. We need to learn how to walk in compassion and what that looks like. And what that looks like in real time. I'm not talking about this, 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 this pansy compassion. I'm talking about the compassion that Christ had. That stopped the coffin and said, rise up. <clears throat> okay, I'm not going to preach this, but I need you to hear me. Every true miracle is foreshadowed by compassion. And some of us, we haven't seen the miraculous in our life. Because we haven't allowed the compassion of Christ to be the, to be the precursor to that miracle. You can't call for the miracle if you're not in compassion. Listen to this. Now, verse 8, verse 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are high than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Here it is. I'm, I'm going to hit this real quick. In this new year, stop expecting God to explain himself to you. In this new year, stop expecting the instruction of the Lord to make sense to your mind. God don't care nothing about your understanding. He cares everything about your obedience. Notice what the scripture says. In all you're getting, get an understanding. God ain't got nothing to do with you getting an understanding. God says, 
I need you to understand. This is what the scripture says. As I begin to move in different ways in this new season, in this new decade, in this new year of your life, there are going to be things that I'm going to do that will baffle you. But if you're sitting there trying to audit the move of God, you will miss it. This is the season for you to say, okay, pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. Now, who said, now, how does this combust? So what formulates in the cloud to make the quail drop down? I just, you know, can we get a ladder? Can we, can we do a scientific? Listen, Tell me, Lord. God says, I ain't got time for that. You ain't got time for that. Because you can't even understand me if you tried. You have a finite mind. I am eternal. So this, listen, he, he puts this in there because he says, free yourself from trying to figure me out. I'm going to say that one more time because somebody go tweet it. Free yourself from trying to figure God out. Just follow him. Don't try to figure him out. Just follow him. Do it. Sow it. But if I sow this, then I won't have this. And if I give this and I won't have that, if I go there, then they may look at me a certain type of way. I don't have the type of outfit and I don't have this. But it, the last time we talked and, and this is how we felt back and see really the context of our relationship and the way it is and right now and even just, you know, I just do it. Do not try to make sense of what God tells you to do in this season. Can I talk honestly? God, some of you, God is going to tell you to give more than you've ever given in your life. And it's not going to make sense. But on the other side, you're going to see something amazing. Some of you, God is going to call you to walk into places that you feel totally inadequate to walk in. But you got to know that they on the other side of the door talking your name. You have to know that God is looking for obedient people. Watch this. Obedience, God honors more than sacrifice. Yes. Yes. I don't know who needs to hear this. But I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that you will do more obeying and less sacrificing in 2020. Oh man, I'm, okay, it blessed my life. The only reason we sacrifice is because we disobey. But if we live in obedience, there will be no need for sacrifice. Oh my God. And listen, anything you lose in 2020, it will be directly correlated to, to an area of disobedience. The devil ain't stealing nothing from you. Come on. Am, am I talking in this room? Do I have anybody with spiritual authority that can speak to the fowler? Come on. I, I wish I had some people that really knew their authority in the spirit. The Bible said that we can tread over the serpent. We can, we can, we, Satan, get thee behind me. I, you, the devil cannot take it from you, but I promise you, you will sacrifice it on the altar of your disobedience. And ain't nobody got time for that. I'm not sacrificing anything in 2020. I will walk in obedience to my father. And that's what he wants. Watch this. He only instituted the sacrifice system when the people went wrong. And here it is. The first person that had the sacrifice was not the people. It was God. Tell me. He sacrificed his relationship that he created with them. And then he had to sacrifice a creation that he made to cover them. And so anytime you disobey, you're not just hurting yourself, you're hurting your father. Because then he has to have distance between you, and then there has to be something sacrificed to cover your sin. 
10, 11. As for the rain and the snow came down from heaven and do not return but their water to the earth, making to bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so my word, listen, be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing in which I sent it. Here's why you got to bring to your memory in the last few days of this year everything that has ever been prophesied over your life that has yet to come to pass. Don't miss what I just said. Every prophetic utterance that has been spoken over your life that you can't see in your life, you better bring it to memory because he says just like the snow fell and just like the rain fell and it would not come back until it brought forth vegetation, every word I've spoken over your life. My God. Somebody about to lose their mind in 2020 because this is the year that the word that, that was prophesied over you in 1986 is about to come. My God, the word that my God, the stuff that God told you years ago, God says you better look at me and recognize that the stuff I said long time ago, man, I wish I had a church, it's about to go every word that you've been waiting for you've been looking in the heavens you've been looking from the left you've been looking to the right God said you ain't got to wait no longer because this is a season where I can no longer hold the word but it has to accomplish some of you are walking around in prophetic overload I don't want no other word don't, don't prophesy to me no more don't tell me nothing. The word of the Lord says, thank you. God says, this is a season you're getting ready to walk into where you're going to see divine. You're literally going to watch this. Notice what he says about the word. He, al he, he aligns the prophetic word to a shoot or to, or to a vegetation. He says, watch this. After the rain, then it falls, then it evaporates. And it brings forth the shoot. Don't miss what I'm going to say to you. Some of us, some of us, we, we were upset. Don't miss this. Because the storm that we experienced, don't miss this. The storm that we experienced, we thought that storm was, was come to tear us down. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The storm was there to bring vegetation to the word that had been laid dormant. My God. He says, I need you to understand every storm you went through in this past season of your life, every drop of rain, every drop of snow, every no, every hell no, every get out of my life, every you're fired, every stop, every no was vegetation for the very thing that's getting ready to be manifested in your life. I wish you would shout for your no. Every, every drop of rain. Some of y'all felt like this has been a hard season. Like you feel like it's been raining on me. God says, I know, except the rain. Open up your arms. Open up your hands. Receive the rain. Because after the rain, the, the fruit is going to sprout. And when the fruit sprouts, he says, it's going to manifest. I'm out of your way. 
Somebody just shout success. He said, and it shall, watch this, succeed in the things which I sent it. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. It shall succeed in the things in which I sent it. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this so we can have clarity. Don't try to make the, the word of God manifest in context that it wasn't called to manifest in. You hear what I'm saying? And it will succeed in the things in which I sent it. You can't, you can't take a word from this space and put that word over here. No, 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 no. That word was for you when you align yourself with the will of God. And we close with 10, I mean with a, a 12 and 13. For you shall go out in joy and bring forth in peace and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees in the field shall clap their hands. And instead of thorns, uh, watch this, comes up the cypress. And instead of a brier shall come up a myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord and an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off I, I'm, I'm leaving you but I need I need you to I need you to see the contrast of this text when he begins to say it in verse 12 he says for you shall go out in joy and you shall be led forth in peace he said I need you to understand this doom and gloom that you have cast on relationships to say that this is all it's gonna be it's never gonna get better I rebuke that in the name of Jesus he says I need you to understand that you gonna come in in joy and you gonna leave in peace that is y'all hear what I just said I I said you're gonna go in in joy and you're gonna leave in peace what do I mean by that he says I, you're gonna go in excited about the possibility and even if things don't go the way you want it to go in there you're gonna leave with the peace of God to say it is what it is and I thank God for it because I'm leaving with my Yo, you, didn't, you, didn't hear, you, didn't, you didn't see that because if you seen that you really would shout go back to 12 real quick he says you're gonna leave with peace do not miss that. Listen, they can take whatever they want to take from you in this separation. But what they will not take from you is your... You can have whatever you want. But I declare in the name of Jesus that one thing I'm taking into 2020 is the peace of the Lord. That pastor, I wish I had some peace people in here. You can have whatever you want. But the word of the Lord came to me and said, I'm taking my peace with me. Please stop, Rodney. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, I, but I, I oh, listen. Oh, I'm so excited because some of y'all, you, you, you dreading that conversation, but I come to let you know, I don't know what's going to be the end result of it, but I can tell you with certainty from the scripture and the spirit of God, I can't tell you what you're going to have in your pocket. I can't tell you what you're going to drive off with. I can't tell you what's going to be the end result, but I know that when you leave that door, you're going to have peace with you. He says, he says, and the mountains 
and the hills before you will break forth with singing. Don't miss this. The mountains and the hills before you, mountains and hills, anytime they are represented in the text, they represent opposition. Anytime you see mountain and hills, it represents opposition or it represents a hard trek. But what would you do if the next mountain you went to started singing? What, what, what would you do if the next mountain you went to started? What, here's what it says. He says, watch this. When you, the next opposition that you get into, the opposition is going to, instead of, instead of pushing you, it's going to welcome you. My God. He said, listen, you getting ready to have singing mountains and hills. In other words, they're going to celebrate you. The stuff that you thought was going to be a hill, the stuff that you thought was going to be hard, it's literally going to be a party when you get there. You will have set your mind to all type of apprehension. But when you get to that mountain, they're going to say, we're glad you're here. We've been waiting for you. Here's your parking space. Here's your seat. What the ah, watch this and then he says and all the trees of the field share clap their hands don't miss this when he says that the trees of the field will clap their hands anytime you see the tree any type of tree in the scripture it speaks of the people having to gather the fruit He's, I promise this is not even past prosperity gospel. But as you walk in the way of the Lord, he says the trees, when you go to the trees, you won't have to go up and pluck the fruit from the trees because the trees are going to clap their hands. In other words, that as you walk in the will of the Lord, the branches are going to collide together and the branches are going to release the fruit. I just heard God say there's some stuff that's been held up for you that in this new season I'm getting ready to release it all you're going to have to do is walk up to it and there's going to be a release I can't I gotta say it there's going to be a release of keys there's going to be a release of funds there's going to be a release of property Elder Brian are you hearing this? He says the trees are going to clap their hands when you go to it. In other words, there are going to be things that have been held up for you in previous seasons that are going to be released in this season. I dare you just walk under the tree and watch the tree just start dropping. I can't even make this up. But here's the last thing. He says, but instead of thorns will come the cypress. And instead of the brier will come the myrtle. In other words, watch this. The, the, the thorns, this speaks of, watch this, the, 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 the harsh vegetation, watch this, that guards the flower or the fruit. Ah, I can't make this up, Elder. It, it, it guards the fruit. But the cypress, it has, watch this, it has, it has leaves that protect the fruit, but make it available for the one who needs to receive it. God says, God says in this new season, I'm getting ready to take the thorn out of the bush. Because some of y'all thought y'all was Paul. Some of y'all act like y'all Paul and you said you had a thorn in your side. But can I prophesy to 17 people? I hear the Lord saying, I'm removing the thorn. This about to be a year that the thorn will not be present. I don't care what the thorn's name is. You better get used to living life without the thorn. 
you better get used to living. My God. He said, I'm going to take the thorn away and I'm going to replace it with a cypress. In other words, I'm going to replace it in, in, the, in the way that you will be able to access the things you need to access without the pain of the thorn. Is anybody hearing this? I got to get out of your way. I'm over my time. He says, I want to take the prayer away and I'm going to replace it with myrtle. The prayer represents, watch this, bitterness. Uh, he, but, but, the, but the myrtle is a, is, a, is a sweeter sap. The myrtle has a sweeter sap. Watch this. He says, I'm getting ready to bring you into a place to where you, watch this, you will be removed from the bitterness. I don't know who needs to hear this. But your bitter, petty self is dead. Oh, my God. I, I, I will be eulogizing anybody who would like me to do a funeral for their former bitter and petty self. I will put my whole collar on. I'll make the pastors put on their robes. And we will funeralize your your bitter petty self because there's about to be a sweetness of spirit that's going to come out some of y'all going y'all going to make people think you done lost your mind because instead of them seeing the broken bitter you of old they're about to get a sweet you they're about to see a smile on your face because there is a sweetness in this season my god those who sow in tears shall reap in joy I will give you a garment of praise in exchange for the spirit of heaven and it shall make the name of God everlasting and it shall not be cut off listen to me listen to me God is not doing this so you can say, look what God did for me. God is doing this so that his name can be established in your families. Come on, I got to talk. I got to leave. I got to leave you now. I didn't, went over my time. See, enough of us have been in church where folk was nasty and they were wrong and they, they were manipulative and they, they were molesters and they did all kind of crazy stuff. And it was all connected to God. To where the name of God was not reverenced and honored because the name of God was attached to so much foolishness. But God says, I'm raising you up in this season to reestablish the name of God in the spheres that you have influence in. People need to know that he's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. Somebody got to know that. And the only way they going to know that he can make a way is that he makes a way for you. The only way that he know that he's a promise keeper is that he keeps a promise for you. The only way that they know he's light and darkness that you got to show the light. And so God says... If I'm going to do it in anybody, I'm going to do it in you so that the people in your family that are jaded, the people at your job that don't believe, the people in your class that can't understand it, they will see your elevation, they will see your anointing, they will see your grace, they will see your perseverance, and they will know that there is a God in Israel. There is a God that heals cancer. 
there is a God that means marriages there is a God that'll give promotion there is a God that'll keep your children there is a God that will give you life there is a God that will change your mind there is a God shout there is a God there is a God my ex ain't gonna have the last say cause there is a God this diagnosis ain't gonna have the last say cause there is a God this credit score ain't gonna have the last say cause there is a God this no ain't the last word cause there is a God there is a God I wish somebody would just rejoice right there you better go into your new year rejoicing because there is a God that can take your life and can keep you whole when they said your son wouldn't make it there is a God that says I can put my hand on him and I can keep him alive because I am the resurrection y'all gotta help me before I get out of here I need you to prophesy to three people tell them there is a God I don't care what you're going through there is a God I don't care what the amount is there is a God I don't care what the word is there is a God there's a God that can do it there's a God that can do it there's a God that can turn the scenario there's a God that can bring you out there's a God that can fix the situation there's a God that can fix it. There is a God. I'm not worried about it. Elder, I'm not worried about it. Because there is a God. There is a God. And he's powerful. He's strong and mighty. Lift up your hands. Oh ye gates and be ye lifted up the everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord strong and mighty because there is a God he's gonna give healing to your body because there is a God will the God of Israel be mocked will the God of Jacob be slandered no he shall not for he shall heal the sick he shall raise the dead he shall give sight to the blind
I arrest the spirit of defeat in this room. I arrest the spirit of defeat. I arrest the spirit that says this year will be like all the rest of them. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You're walking into a brand new decade. You're walking into a season where God, all he asks of you is your obedience. All he asks of you is your obedience. All he asks for you is your proximity. And he's going to do things that you thought could not happen. Now, how many of you believe that it really is already done? I hear the Lord saying, we've been singing it for years. And this is the season where you're going to see it. This is the season, because there is a God. This is the season where you're going to see it's already done. This is the season where the heavens are about to open. This is the decade where God is about to manifest his word. He's been watching over his word to perform it. But I hear the Lord saying, this is the year when I shall perform my word. And every promise that has been spoken to you, this is the season where I shall perform. to pray tell somebody there is a God this why you gotta this why you gotta bury your pity self this is why you gotta bury your bitter self because Isaiah says listen the same prophet he said behold I'm getting ready to do a new thing but the trouble I got with Israel is that they so wrapped up in the last thing that they can't even perceive it but I declare that your eyes shall see that your ears shall hear and your heart shall perceive what God wants to do in your life you might as well close the old book because that story is finished I hear God saying I got a new narrative for you that pitiful narrative finish that book that sorrowful narrative finish that book There is a God. There is a God in Israel. When Isaiah prophesied this, Babylon was reigning over Israel. And he prophesied this so that they would know that Israel is not without a God. There are people in your life that have been mocking your God because the things haven't happened like you said they were. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying they will not mock anymore. Because I'm about to manifest everything that you've been praying for, hoping for, speaking out of your mouth. It shall happen. So that the name of the Lord will be established forever. Connect with somebody wherever you are. Just find somebody of like faith. Connect with them. We're going to pray. Connect with somebody of like faith. Come on. As I intercede aloud, I want you to intercede right there with them. Come on. There is a God in Israel. There is a God in Israel. God, we receive your word today. We receive it just as it was fresh when Isaiah prophesied it. And we acknowledge that we are walking into a decade where we will see your hand at work.
the deaths that we experienced were not of loss. The separation that we experienced, the defeats that we held, all of it was working toward this divine space so that you would elevate our lives so that people would know that there is a God in Israel. God, you, you allowed us to have all the scars so that we would not tout our perfection. But so that every elevation, we would say to God, be the glory. And so, Father, as we walk into this brand new year, we're, we're looking to you. As we walk into this brand new decade, we're looking to you. For you are the author and the finisher of our faith. I declare your word over your people. And I thank you that you declare that every word that has been prophesied over them, every word that has been spoken over them, it will succeed in the place in which you have called for it. And so I declare favor over my brother, grace over my sister. I rebuke every bitter place. I rebuke every petty place. And I release the confidence of God. This is the confidence that we have. So I declare that they will walk and not be weary. That they will walk and not faint. For it is already done. And this is the day that they will see manifestation. This altar will be flooded with miracles, signs, and wonders. For this is the day that has been prophesied of. And so give us apostolic structure. Give us the structure that you gave your apostles. So that we will know how to contextualize the divine. So that we will not squander the miracles that are among us so that we would not become prideful or haughty in what you're doing in our life, but that we would swiftly give you all glory. Whatever, whatever we are glorified in, Father God, we want to bring you glory. And so we declare it to be done. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Now can you do me a favor? Quickly, listen to me. Can you rejoice for what God is getting ready to do in your neighbor's life. Come on, bless God for them, really. Really, bless God for what he's going to do for them. Donita, it's already done. Demarcus, it's already done. Michael, it's already Glenda, it's already done. It's already done. I, I declare it in the name of Jesus. Royal, it's already done, mama. It's all Listen, this is why we're getting ready to get go home. This is why, this is why every, there, there are like dynamic shifts going on in your life. This is why you're getting to the place where it's like, okay, listen, we either going to do this or we not. Because God is getting ready to shift every, I mean, there's going to be a, a, a universal shift in your whole life. Because God, watch this, 
God is literally getting ready to reveal to you a different side of him. The God that Israel seen in the wilderness was a different God when they got into Canaan. He had to reveal himself in a different way to them. The days of God hands feeding, hands, a spoon feeding you and you having just enough. Listen to me. Those days are rapidly coming to a close. The de- listen to me. The days of you being defined by this one sphere, those days are gone because there is a total redefinition of life coming to you. You're getting ready to live a brand. Listen, they won't even, they, listen, you better tell people, listen, you got to meet the new me. And I release you. I give you divine release to be everything God is calling you to be in this season. I rebuke every person that would want to tether you to your past self. I rebuke every ideation of you shrinking back to the former self. I release a boldness in this room that you will walk in full confidence that there is a God in Israel that has called me to possess this land. There is a God in Israel that has called me to live in this position. There is a God in Israel that has called me to walk in this. This is not by chance. I didn't get lucky. This wasn't a, this wasn't a draw in the hat. This was predestined for my life. Forgive him. Forgive him. Forgive him. I'm not saying dismiss what they did. I'm saying don't let what they did dismiss you from your destiny. Do you hear what I said? I'm not telling you to dismiss what they did. I'm saying don't let your unforgiveness cause you to be dismissed from your destiny. There is a God. So if you're in this room, thank you, God. Does this resonate with anybody's spirit? This don't feel like just this don't feel like I'm just fluffing anybody up, right? I'm not. I'm not, listen, I've been preaching too long to just preach to preach. I could have stayed in San Jose and got an extra day of rest. For real. But I know God is doing something particular in your life. I declare grace over your marriage. Thank you, God. I declare grace. Thank you, Father. I, I, yes, God, in the name of Jesus. I declare, I declare a, a divine sanity. I feel this. Can y'all, y'all listen? Oh, we got to get out of here. I declare a divine sanity. You will not lose your mind in this. You will, you will, you will not. Watch this. Some, some of you, huh, thank you, God. Some of you, you get lost in the recesses of your mind considering what may happen. I cut off that recess in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name. You're not even going to spend time agonizing about what could happen and what may happen. You're going to rebuke that. You're going to lay down. David said, and I laid down and I rest. And he awoke for the Lord sustained me. For thou, O Lord, art shield from me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my head. Do me a favor because I don't want to leave here without making sure everybody's saved. Check with your neighbor. Ask them, are you saved? 
Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Check, check, seriously, check, check, check. Is everybody over here saved? You saved? You saved? Okay. Are y'all saved in here? Praise the Lord. Okay. I'm, I'm believing it. Are y'all saved over here? I feel like a a fresh revitalization is coming to your life. Some of y'all listen. Can I I say it like I feel it, Keenan? Some of y'all going to kiss like y'all ain't kissed in a long time. I feel that in my spirit. Listen, don't don't, don't play. I feel feel it in in my spirit. I feel a revitalization to marriages. Come on. I feel a revitalization to relationships. Watch this. I'm going to go further. Some of y'all, some of y'all, here, thank you, God. Some of y'all, you you ain't even got to be married. I, I, I think this is going to be the first season in a long time that you don't fake the smile. You about to see some stuff. Some of y'all go, some of y'all ain't laugh from your, from your gut in some, in, in some seasons. But this is about to be a season where God is about to bring a frivolity in you. There, there, there's about to be a joy in you. There, 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 there's about to be an effervescence in your spirit. All I want to hear is the testimony. You ain't even, you ain't even got to put nothing on it. Just, I just want to hear the testimony. I want to know that I heard God. I want to see the miracles, the signs and wonders begin to manifest in here. God is opening doors I can't even imagine. I told the pastoral team, some of the doors that God is opening up for me, they're for you. And so you got, you got, to, you got to stand upright. Listen, DeMarcus, hear me. These your doors. You hear what I'm saying? I don't even care about this stuff. These your doors. I ain't know them. I ain't know have. I didn't know none of their names. These your doors. God, God, listen to me. And this is how much He loves you. He loves you so much that He'll send your family in the door to wait for you. He'll send Joseph ahead of you. See, this is why you can't. He listen. He will send Joseph ahead of you to make stuff right so that when you get ready, you can walk right in the door. This is why you can listen. Be happy. Be happy. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a generous church. Thank you for being. I'm trying to get to this kingdom without losing my whole mind. Listen to me. Give as the Lord leads you to give. You can text uh, any amount to 84321. You can go on hvcla.com and give there. You can even uh, lift your hand and get an envelope and they'll... Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at hvcla.com. We love you, family.